All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're here recording uh, episode number 73 on Tuesday, our last day of work. So as you can imagine, uh, we're in pretty good moods here today, uh, not only because uh, it's officially winter break for us, but uh, it's fantasy playoffs, and it was an exhilarating fantasy quarterfinal matchup this last week. So we're here recording episode number 73 uh for our december 21st drop uh, first of all before we get started merry christmas to everybody in the christmas spirit and coming up this week here um but it's going to be just uh myself and armin today unfortunately just a little bit of uh some fa some family stuff that zach's dealing with there unfortunately uh, his wife is gonna be putting down their family dog so i know that's a tough time for the family there um and then uh and then uh lucas is unable to join us today he just had surgery on his knee last week so he is still recovering from his Ooh. surgery Left is me and Armin here, and uh, <laughs> I imagine, Armin, you're in the uh, Christmas festivity spirit, much the same as I am here, that officially work is over, or what? Yeah, I'm ready to to let loose and just kick back during the Christmas holidays here, and oh, it's uh, been a bit of a grind leading into it, and I am happy and excited to get a little bit of a break. Yeah, we've been uh, hammering out some home renovations here as per usual in our house and trying to get everything done leading up to Christmas just so our house isn't a disaster during the break and whatnot. But work's crazy, home's crazy, you know, it's just busy time of year for everybody, right? But uh, we're lucky enough that we can sit back and rejoice and just enjoy the fantasy playoffs here. Uh, where, where are you at, Darman? Are you, uh, are you still alive in any leagues? No, I died in every single league. I was playing the Justin Jefferson owner in every league but one. And then that league that I wasn't playing against him, I uh, I had I own him myself. And it's uh, coming down to a stat correction. Hopefully uh, a stat correction comes through tonight on the sleeper app and I wake up a winner. But uh, I doubt it. The Packers defense uh, put up the amount of points needed on Monday for Monday miracle for my opponent and i'm out and then the league that i sold out in that uh, dynasty league um i ended up it's a super flex best ball and my qbs are jackson and Pickett, so i didn't have any qbs this week um and just got uh got pumped so um uh, unfortunately i am dead in the water in every single league um now my only playoff uh excitement for fantasy is in the other dynasty league where i'm in the toilet bowl trying to get that extra draft spot that our league has for the winner of the toilet bowl that one was a bit of a nail biter for you too or was that the other match i'm trying to yeah that was yours nail biter right down to the monday night or two was it not yeah that one had some uh monday nighter implications um i ended up winning by five so it was getting a little a little too close for comfort, but uh, in the end, uh, pulled it out, and now had, I just got one Rogers more game to win. And, he had Rodgers and Watson, and on that drive, like if if they didn't get the first down and then kneel out, like they could have scored and out of the net. Yeah. But, no, oh, well, that's, was... that's part of fantasy football, holding your breath and hoping for the best. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm alive. One more win, and I got that extra first-round pick, which could be – hugely valuable for me yeah, goes a long way i got uh i only got eliminated in one league and that was that one that you're talking about there that best ball league i ran into the team is undefeated he was in my pool unfortunately i was the number three team in the league 
but I ended up because of how our pools or our brackets and our brackets, sorry, our, our divisions were set up. I had to play the number one team in the quarterfinal matchup, even though I was the number three team in the league. So <laughs> I ran into the number one team, gave them a good run. I think I lost by six points or something like that. So it was a, it was a fun matchup, but my two main leagues I really care about. It's obviously my dynasty league where I commission. I had the buy, so obviously still alive in that one, but I got a tough semifinal matchup in that one. And then, um, uh, we pulled out a nail biter in the in the big money dynasty league. Pulled out a nail biter. We just made the playoffs by the chin of our hair. We got crushed by Dawson Knox and Josh Allen on Saturday night. And we're like, <laughs> we're toast. Like we're dead to right. So we are pulling up. Who are we gonna start? Who are we gonna start? I know my sit of the week was uh Trevor Lawrence, but you know, after what happened with the New York Jets switching quarterbacks, I figured the upside of golf wasn't gonna be there. So we switched to Lawrence, hoping for more upside. He smashed. Joe Burrow's first half stunk. He ended up smashing. And then Jared freaking McKinnon left him in the starting lineup with a hope and a prayer. And I uh, came down to our Monday nighter. We needed 17 points between uh, Watson and uh, A.J. Dillon, and we got there. So now we play the best team in the league. Uh, it's going to be a real tough matchup, but uh, it's going to be a fun one because uh, win or lose, we get a chance at making some money. If we lose, we can go and play in the third place game, try and get our money back. If we win, we're guaranteed money. And it's a, it's a hefty money league. So we're, uh, we're having a good little giggle right now because we didn't, we didn't deserve to be in playoffs, but now we're just riding the roller coaster of not being a good team. So, but that's what, like I said, what fantasy football is all about, get in and you figure it out from there. And then and that is very much what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, just to give you some perspective on that best ball, listen to the the guys in his team that got him points that uh, that no one would start, but because it's best ball, it ended up working out for him. Noah Brown, 20 points. K.J. Osborne, 30 points. Jahan Dotson, 20 points. Juwan Johnson, 26 points. And then he also had Justin Jefferson for 27 and George Kittle because it's a tight end premium lead. League had 28 points. So... I just got burnt by this guy in that best ball league. And it wasn't even big names. It was just. Makes it worse, eh? Yeah, a bunch of guys that just happened to go off in the same week. Yeah, and... trust us, you guys. We are riding the roller coaster with you as well. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. We feel the burns like you feel the burns. Don't you worry about that. Like, I can't say too much because uh, he's not here to defend himself, but Zach's pretty choked in the. I don't know how he's doing in all of them, but I know in the one league where he definitely has a very good roster, um, he lost out in the quarterfinal matchup. He was like like four points away from getting the bye. And then yeah. in the quarterfinal, <laughs> he got upset in the uh, three six matchup. So he's, uh, I can't imagine he's too pumped about that. But like we said, we feel the burns just like you guys feel the burns. So. This is a this is a big week because obviously if you're alive or you know if you're playing for first round picks like Armand is here, uh, this is gonna be a big week. So we're gonna try and get into as much of the content as we can. But before we get into fantasy football, two things we gotta talk about, Armand. First, your Vikings. Holy crap! <laughs> like I text in the group chat, kind of just making light of it, being like, "Oh man, Vikings stink," and you're like, "Yeah, this sucks. This is brutal." And then it was just slowly, slowly, so you could feel it coming back. Feel it. Feel it. And the literally the best comeback in NFL history, 30 yeah. rip at halftime, 39, 36 final. Like, were you watching the game or were you coaching, uh, coaching basketball? I got lucky. We were on the road back. So I told uh, my, my other coach, I was like, I'm, I'm watching the game and then you can drive. And he was okay with it. Cause he knew I was a Vikings fan. And oh. 
yeah, just watching it, I was like, oh man, this is awful. And then as the drive went on, I kept giving him updates and he was like, huh, huh, huh. And then like, we were both like, wow, like they came back. Like we were just speechless. Like it wasn't even like pumped in the van. It was just like, did that just happen? Oh yeah. Like, and, and you got to think about it like this. Ryan started the fire. Not Ryan. Not only does he have, was he the quarterback for the biggest comeback in history, the biggest comeback in history in regular season, the biggest comeback in history in playoffs, and the biggest comeback ever in Super Bowl. He is the quarterback for all of those those games. Yeah. And not on the good side. <laughs> on the bad <laughs> side of every single one of those. Like, this one obviously covers all four. But then that comeback from the New England-Atlanta game, like, he's the quarterback for all four. Like, sweet yeah. you're holding. Oh, that's uh, poor, that's poor dude. But, but love my Vikings. Oh my god, like that was amazing. Still alive and, for that uh, first round bye. Still alive. Yeah, and clinched uh, the NFC North. So there we go. Sorry, yeah. uh, Detroit Lions fans, you don't got a shot. We're just we're just going for that playoff spot. That's all we need. <laughs> the second thing we want to talk about. So you're on the other side of this one, and unfortunately Zach's not here to talk about this one. But that that ending in that New England game was absolutely bonkers like we're we, i'm gonna talk about a little bit about this in the studs and duds but like i didn't watch the game live but then i got text was like did you see how that game ended i was like, well no i went back and watched it and i'm thinking like okay like nice little pickup nice little pickup zeros on the clock like you got a score if you want whatever go down go to overtime and then he laterals it the first time i think well that was kind of like a risky play like that's i get where you're coming from that's a sketchy play though like it's not like you need to score it's just you go to overtime. And then Jacoby just throws like an absolute alley-oop layup to the Vegas and gets Mac Jones killed in the meantime. And it's just I had to watch like two or three times to realize what what the hell just happened to get the full magnitude. Like that's gotta be the worst way to lose ever. Like uh, it's it sucks to lose on a last minute field goal. It sucks to lose when you need like need to respond. Like they kick a field goal, you got you know, like it sucks to lose and, and just in general it sucks to lose. But could you imagine? losing because of that like imagine if that was if you for some reason your opponent started the las vegas raiders defense could you imagine and that's how you lose <laughs> your fantasy match like that's that's the worst oh that would yeah that would be a tough way to we, lose your matchup and that's a pretty tough way to lose a game especially when you don't need to do it right yeah like just you you could have went to overtime you could have just done a Hail Mary to maybe see if you could get it, but to try and be be tricky is pretty wild. It might have might have legit ended New England's playoff chances too. Like it makes things a lot worse for them. So that's uh the nail in the coffin there. Or I guess twisting the knife or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever term you want to use. But we'll uh we'll get things started here. And this is a fun one. Uh usually lots of times the 22 fresh quick question of the week. We're trying to uh, you know get some sort of insight or uh you know some analytical aspect to some fantasy football. But you need big you need big scores to win your semifinal matchups, and that's what we're gonna talk about here. We're gonna talk about who we think could be the number one fantasy finisher in the semifinals. That's obviously not a quarterback, because quarterbacks are most likely to do that. Um, but we're gonna talk about um the players that are on the other side. So uh, Armin, do you want to share yours first? 
Yeah, I uh, I went with Saquon Barkley as my my initial guy, and then a backup of Travis Kelsey because he could always be the the number one, or at least he's probably going to be the number one tight end. But um, both of them have juicy matchups. Um, Saquon's got the Minnesota defense, which hasn't been great against the run this year. It hasn't been a great defense in total, and Saquon's that whole offense, so. You got to imagine that uh, he's he has an opportunity to just go off against the Vikings. Even even in a losing effort, he, he's the guy that could go off. Um, break off a couple not, big I, runs, you know? What? He could break off a couple big runs at any moment. Yeah, yeah. And that, that defense is showing it's it's uh, susceptible to that. And, uh, and Saquon, like I'm not saying the Giants are going to win. I'm just saying Saquon could definitely have a heyday against the Vikings there. And then Kelsey's got Seattle, which has um, been a little bit of a, a strain or a, a sieve when it comes to, to tight ends as well this year. Yeah, that's uh, those are two real good ones. Uh, I went with Derrick Henry. Um, he had a really good week this last week. And, and a big time, like, he, he picked up a lot of yards in the receiving game, which, you know, is not necessarily his MO, uh, but he had a really great week. And coming up against Houston, uh, I don't know what's going on in Houston the last couple of weeks. They've been given two really good football teams a, a big scare. Uh, but Houston has been terrible to the running back position all year long. And Derrick Henry, um, just it's Derrick Henry. Like, I don't have to say much about it other than the fact that Houston is the number one team to run the football against. Uh, so Derrick Henry hopefully has a big week. And if it's as competitive as the last couple have been, maybe he continues to get some work in the passing game as well, too. And I think a lot of this depends on if Brian Tannehill does play. We'll talk about that in the uh, insiders and headliners here. But uh, I, I went with Henry. And obviously, you, Armin, went with two big names, Saquon and, and Travis Kelsey. And then there's Zach. He goes, you know what? I'm going to go with somebody stupid like uh, Zay Jones or Jarek McKinnon because it, that's been what's happening the last couple of weeks. Like you mix in Justin Jefferson, big week, Commander St. Brown, big week. And then you got like, uh, you know, um, Christian McCaffrey, big week. And then it's like Jarek McKinnon, RB1. Jarek McKinnon, back to back, RB1. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, that's, that's fantasy football. And that's how teams that just can hang around, hang around. And all of a sudden you're starting like a Justin Jefferson and has a good week, and then you mix that with Jarek McKinnon, and and you're you're giggling because that guy you picked up off the waiver wires is is just going ham. But anybody else that you thought maybe could be uh, worth this mention too, maybe somebody that's outside the you know the standard big names, but uh, but it's been coming on strong. Oh, uh, you know, like my start of the week, I, I'm just gonna say right now it was Jarek McKinnon. So um, Zach kind of took the words out of my mouth there. I I don't know maybe ooh let's see here doing a quick look it could be someone like AJ Dillon just had a big week he's slowly been putting some together he's playing Miami maybe he goes off yep um most cap against KC yeah most kind of against Green Bay now it goes goes nice with your stream of the week <laughs> yeah um who else here michael Pittman. He Ooh, that's outside off. the box there we go la chargers though not the best matchup but could go off uh let's see what other names here donovan peoples jones hey, you had a nice little week you started the week last week you had a nice little week 
Yeah, and he he's put together a good string here, and he seems to be um Deshaun one of Deshaun Watson's favorite targets. Yeah, he's he's hasn't been under ten points since week five, and he hasn't been. Uh, he put up twenty two, twenty one, and thirteen in the last three weeks. So I imagine um, he's a name that we're going to talk about lots in the off season, just because you know we, we like those players that have that low base, but then the high ceiling. And and obviously if Watson comes back to even remotely close to what he was about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, that's a, that's going to be a sneaky name come draft season. So I imagine that's somebody that will have a lot of buzz coming around the off season. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll get things going in insiders and headliners. We'll keep things mo- uh, moving along. Oh, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Well, I think the best way, you know, in the in the drop there it says a horrifying news story for, for fantasy managers. This one sucked if you start them in your quarterfinal matchup, which I mean, if you have them, you're starting them. There is just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, Jonathan Taylor gets one carry, goes down, re-injures the same ankle. He had a high ankle sprain on earlier this year. Um, it's been confirmed high ankle sprain again, been placed on IR. His season is over. So for a lot of leagues, he was the 101, if not the 102. And um, if you're lucky enough, I know he had a kind of up and down season, which kind of sucks. But if you're lucky enough to make playoffs and then you plucked him in the starting lineup in your quarterfinal matchup, oof, like that one sucks. That's one of the worst ways to lose. He had one carry and that's that's how your fantasy season goes down in flames. So that one really sucks. I have him in my one league that I had to buy. And now I'm kind of scrammed a little bit and shaking things. I've luckily have a little bit of depth there, but it's one of those ones where he was a pivotal piece to my success throughout the season and throughout, you know, my dynasty run so far and it sucks. Uh, so yeah, that one hurts obviously for fantasy managers, but this one I think is the worst. This is the worst news um, because if you have him, there's a good chance, if not good, a great chance that you are in fantasy playoffs and that you probably won your, your quarterfinal matchup because he went, absolutely bananas three rushing touchdowns and a rushing two-point conversion this past week that's Jalen Hurts he came out earlier this week that um you know he's battling with a little bit of a shoulder injury on his throwing arm and then all of a sudden I was like well you know he he might not play this upcoming week and rest it for the playoff run so <laughs> obviously Philadelphia they they don't care about uh, fantasy football they care about making sure their quarterback's healthy for the playoff runs but for us on this podcast we're like oh my god we need Jalen Hurts and us. We are in the semifinal matchup in our charity league. Jer- Jalen Hurts carried us throughout this entire season, and he carried us to that quarterfinal uh, win. And we got a big matchup. I'll talk about it at the end of the pod here in the last little bit. We got a big matchup against the number one team, and we need we need everything full movement. And uh, unfortunately, losing that quarterback, it's um, it sucks. It'd be like losing a Josh Allen. It'd be like losing a Patrick Mahomes. That's detrimental to your to your team. Um, so. That one really sucks. At least you didn't lose your quarterfinal matchup because he went down for a snap, but now you're scrambling to make some adjustments. And and I know, Armin, you got a great uh, recommendation in your stream of the week of maybe, you know who you pivot to, so maybe we'll save that there. But that's that's one of the worst injuries for, for a team that's making a big run, I think. Yeah, as, as much as we say the QB position is not one that you draft early, like you got to wait and then you take the value guys and – like there's so many available 
you need to make sure that you have a good QB in order to make a run in fantasy playoffs. Um, and he, he was the best this year and to, to lose him is, is huge because he might've been the whole reason why your team was good this year. Especially depending on what your quarterback scoring was, but we've been talking about the pod forever, especially come drafts and talk about it. Rushing quarterbacks are King. And that's what this guy is. And unfortunately he doesn't have to throw like his shoulders hurt for us. He doesn't have to throw, just keep running. Uh, Justin <laughs> Fields has been showing us what that's all about the last how many weeks, but yeah, it, it's, a, yeah. it's a terrible one, but uh, we'll, we'll figure out some pivots for you coming here in the next little segment. Maybe um, they'll, uh, they'll just, uh, they'll dress them and they'll use them for their goal line. Great wildcat. So effective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that under center. Nobody can yeah. stop it. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, another crazy, injury. This this one obviously lower end, but could have been a pivot for you um, as a start of the week for your quarterback position. But Ryan Tannehill has a foot injury. He left the game for a substantial period of time, and he did return. Uh, but this is something to monitor, especially for your Derrick Henry hopes, because if Tannehill is out, I think that just slows the offense down in general. He can load the box up against Derrick Henry. He's not going to have that huge explosive game like we're hoping for against Houston. So something to monitor. Uh, maybe not necessarily you're starting a lot of fantasy options other than Henry in that matchup. But uh, I do think that is going to be a decently scoring game. I would take the over, I think, in that one just because the way Houston's been playing lately. But speaking of Houston, Damian Pierce. Uh, running back there from Houston has an ankle injury missed this past week missed the week before that something to continue to monitor because everybody thought maybe he'd be back um, this is not the greatest matchup obviously playing as Tennessee a really good run defense not so great throughout the air uh, but same matchup so something to monitor um, two last ones here uh, Sammy Watkins dropped by Green Bay which was a bit of um, kind of left field and didn't expect that too much and then was recently picked up by Baltimore and this one's unfortunate it happened in the Thursday game Tyler Lockett broke his finger uh, he's having surgery to repair that he is going to for sure miss one week but the reports are coming out that they're really hoping to have him back for week 17 18 for their playoff push because uh, Seattle's right in the thick of it there in that NFC uh, push for the playoffs so um, whether or not that might be a bit ambitious, but as a fantasy person, you're going to for sure have them out for the semifinals. Then even if he is back for the finals, that's going to be a tough start because uh, it's his first week back after having surgery on a hand. And obviously as a receiver, you need your hands and your fingers to be able to catch the football. So uh, that would be a really risky fantasy start. So in my opinion, Tyler Lockett's season is over for fantasy football. But uh, like we mentioned earlier, Greater things than fantasy football out there. Seattle's hoping to get them back for the playoff push and playoffs. So something to watch out for. If you have the cojones to throw him into your championship lineup, if you get there, then good for you. But uh, I am most definitely not one of those people. Anything else you want to add there, Armin, before we uh, move into our weekly recap? No, let's get her going. Right on. Well, if you are a, a last minute panic shopper uh, like myself, I like to wait till the, the very end and just stress my wife out. Um, <laughs> get yourself, uh, get get down to 22 Fresh and find out some uh, Christmas gifts there. They've got uh, some great sales on right now for the Christmas season. They'll have some even better ones coming out for Boxing Day as well, too. But uh, I'm even wearing mine today. It was a PJ day at, at uh, school. Um, I wear, wore a nice big baggy hoodie and that was what I kind of went with the, uh, the, the season of, of PJ season. And it's, it's, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's comfy. It's incredibly comfortable. Um, the hat I wear all the time, uh, maybe a little too much. I'm trying to get the most out of it. It's, it's very stylish. They got nice, nice, comfy, good quality apparel. Uh, and now 
and for the continuation of the 2022 NFL season, if you use the promo code 306FFB15, you'll get 15% off on checkout thanks to our partnership with the podcast. So if you're a last minute Christmas shopper, uh, there's a perfect idea for your loved ones. Get the 22fresh.com or in store. Uh, the shipping might not quite get there before Christmas, but if you get in store, you can pick it up right there and use that promo code and you'll get that discount at checkout. Um, heading into our studs and duds of the week. I'll share Zach's first and then we'll go to you, Armin. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts after uh, a big performance, three touchdowns, uh, three rushing touchdowns, sorry, as well as a rushing two point. Just that in itself it would have won you your fantasy matchups, I would imagine, not even <laughs> including his passing production. But, you know, talking about his injury, that's uh, another thing that we're going to have to monitor. Hopefully he does play, but you got to pivot a little bit. But Zach wanted to throw out his set of the week being Jalen Hurts. So going into yours there, Armand, uh, you got uh, two guys on the docket today. Yeah. Um, and we talked about them a little bit already, but I put the Vikings receivers, KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson, both as my studs of the week, because they combined for 52 fan, half point fantasy points. And if you play full point PPR, I think it was over 60 points um, between the two of them, which is wild. And they were, they were wide receiver two and three on the week. The only one better was, uh, Someone stupid like Zay Jones. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know that that comeback doesn't happen without either of those guys. And it's wild to think also that K.J. Osborne actually led the charge over Justin Jefferson. Jefferson still had a stud of a week, but Osborne had more receiving yards than uh, J. Jeff in this game. And that that's just wild that Osborne was trusted with that much in this big comeback. Um, I shout out to Jefferson too and his toughness, man. He took some shots in that game. Oh, that that shot to the head that was, that was so late. Yeah, the head shot. head shot on the defenseless receiver. Oh yeah, and yeah, he was ready to go. He was mad that the refs were pulling him out, but you know what? Like that's a tough call for the ref to make. But in the end, like you see a hit like that, it's probably the right call. I I'm. As a Vikings fan, I was like, no, like, don't, don't, don't. He looks fine. and But, you know, it's it makes sense. Like, a guy can't take a hit like that and and not need to be checked out at least. You got to at least do the due diligence there. I used to say that the NFL is learning because uh, they were definitely <laughs> on the other side of that through week one and week two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my stud of the week, um, I'm going back to back just the same as he has. I'm going friggin' Jarek McKinnon because – Without him, our dynasty team would be in really bad shape. And that sounds hilarious to say, but we talked about two episodes ago, three episodes ago, who's a name that could pop off late in the season and win you fantasy championships. That name could be Jarek McKinnon. And he was always been the receiving back kind of scat back type. That's how Casey utilizes him. And then Pacheco has been the, you know, the heavy workload between the tackles kind of runner. And they've been in some shootouts and that means Jared McKinnon time. Like he only had, I think was eight carries or 10 carries. I can't remember exactly how many carries he had. I'll have to pull it up, but he had an absolute showing. And not only that, he like the, the game itself was sketchy for KC. It went to overtime and, you know, things weren't going well for them, but he had a walk-off reception touchdown. Again, he had 10, 10 attempts, 52 yards and a touchdown. Okay. That's, you know, ho-hum, uh, maybe 11, 12 points there, somewhere in that range. 
but then eight receptions for 70 yards and another touchdown. That's back-to-back two touchdown weeks. Uh, last week, he had more yardage, but this week he had more receptions. So it's been um, actually almost identical yards. I think it was about a difference of 10. But uh, it, it's been absolute pure production. And even going back to the Bengals, like week 13 against the Bengals, he had 14 points. That's a decent week for a, for a running back. You can pick him off the waivers and throw in. Um, I I had a lot of Jarek McKinnon at the start of the year just because there was uncertainty in that backfield. Jarek McKinnon had a great playoff stretch, so I thought maybe he was a sneaker. So in a lot of best ball leagues, I took Jarek McKinnon. It took a lot of the week to get or a lot of the year to get him going, but right now I'm reaping the rewards on a couple teams. Even one of my big leagues where I lost JT and I have a really good running backs, and I'm considering putting Jarek McKinnon in my lineup. And like I have some good running backs, I I might sit some of those and put him like. Like Mixon, I have Joe Mixon. I haven't started in the last couple of weeks. I might start Jarek McKinnon over Joe Mixon, which sounds absolutely bizarre. But how do you not put a guy in that scored 64 fantasy points in the last two weeks? That is bananas. And uh, it's not a name that you get to talk about very often. So when he has you know a huge production like this, you just get excited about it and you want to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about Jarek McKinnon. And hopefully... We're rinsing and repeating this next week with Jared McKinnon for three weeks in a row as the number one fantasy RB of the week. Well, yeah, and you got to kind of cheer for a guy like him because he's he's kind of had the injury bug in his career. He's had opportunities, and he explodes when given the opportunity, but then suddenly doesn't have it anymore and has to move on and stuff like that. And um, just it's nice to see him having success in KC and hopefully next year they trust him to keep him a major part of this offense. Like he's 30 years old, a 30 year old, he's <laughs> 31. Oh, he t- in May, sorry. Um, but 30 year old, nine years experience, like a 30 year old shouldn't be doing what he's doing on that offense. Like he looks explosive and there's not too many 30 year old running backs in the league that look that good. It's, it's actually kind of like a, like a, like hard to believe is, is what it is. That's the only way to describe it. Yeah. Um, do you want to share your uh, dud of the week there, Armin? Yeah, my dud of the week uh, killed me in one playoff. Uh, actually, in two different playoffs that I, I have them in two leagues. And that's DJ Chark putting up 2.3 fantasy points. Going against the New York Jets, I, I knew he wasn't going to be having a huge week. But it seemed like he had a pretty safe floor. And then for him to put up this dud was pretty heartbreaking to see because I was like you know what that Denver or that Detroit offense has been been doing pretty good stuff and GJ Chark has been getting his targets he seems like he's integral part of this offense and then just a dud yeah there's a there's a few guys that dudded it up and uh Zax's unfortunately was my start of the week but uh, (laughs) I told you you could rush against them and Jalen Hurts took that to heart because Jalen Hurts took all the rushing touchdowns away from Miles Sanders. And it was one of those ones, just an absolute head scratcher because uh, I was talking to a colleague about it and I said, you know, Philadelphia did the opposite of their game plan. Like they threw so much against Chicago when Chicago is the worst against the, like, it's just like they wanted to try and prove that. They, like, I don't know. So <laughs> it, it sucked for those Miles Sanders managers out there. So hopefully you didn't get burned too much by Jalen Hurts. I know the one colleague I was talking to, he has Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. So it's kind of like, okay, well, one way or the other, I was getting those points. So at least he, he got that. But uh, yeah, Zach's sit or Zach's dead of the week is Miles Sanders. And uh, my dead of the week is Jacoby Myers. Uh, he 
not only did he have a very ho-hum, mediocre, not great week, but he also threw, I don't know if they called it an interception. Uh, I don't know exactly how that all worked out there, but uh, he, obviously we talked about this at the beginning of the show, he threw the pick or whatever, gave the ball up. And uh, yeah, I, even if you have a great fantasy week, I still think you're a dud of the week just because of um, of doing what you did. His bonehead move, he went to the press conference and said, you know what? I got to eat that. I made a mistake. It sucks. It is what it is, but moving on. Uh, but yeah, he had 4.2 fantasy points in week 16. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, sorry. That was week 15. Let me check this again. Oh, sorry. That's correct. Yeah, week 15. 4.2 fantasy points. So um, bad decisions all around. Jacoby Myers, tough, tough break. All right, so we'll continue on here, and we will move into our uh, weekly preview of week number 16, semifinals edition. Twenty-four hours after the game, you, you got to move on. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. So this uh, this one might be one of the biggest ones of the year for Yarman. Uh, we talked about this at the start of the episode. It's important because you very well could be though Jalen Hurts and those fantasy championships are in the horizon. Uh, you need him in the lineup to succeed. If you're going to miss out on him, uh, you're going to you know possibly miss out on the playoffs. But you got a nice little sneaky start, you think, here. So let's hear your uh, stream of the week. Yeah, my stream of the week, I am going with Geno Smith versus Kansas City. Um, he's rostered in only 53.7% of leagues, so he's a widely available free agent in that uh, in that pool there. And um, I've I've said his name quite a few times this year, and uh, he's a he's a guy that I think you can keep going through the well. He's he's one of the best RBs in fantasy this season. Um, he had a down week this last week, but like he's a he's a top ten guy this year, and um if you're losing the top guy why not get another 10 guy to replace him with so um it's a good matchup with kansas city has been not great defensively and they're probably going to be a negative game game script so seattle even though they love to rush the ball they're still going to be throwing the ball in that negative game script against uh kansas city i'm going to throw out another name too for your arm and let me know what you think on this one rostered in 43 percent of leagues on uh on sleeper has put up performances via 19, 21, 30, 22, 26, 21. You know, so he's got the upside to do it, and he's got a plus matchup. Daniel Jones versus Minnesota. You talked about Minnesota giving up the big plays, and you think it might be a little bit on the competitive side. That's a sneaky name, and that's a, that's a name that I was recommending to my coworker before we I even got a chance to look at the docket. But Daniel Jones is available in a lot of leagues and a quarterback that, you know, not a lot of people want to rely on. And against the defense that gives up, you know, a, a substantial amount of points to the offense and throwing it to Saquon, you still get the same amount of points. And Daniel Jones can can run the ball too. That's could be a sneaky little start. Yeah, I don't mind that one. That's a that'd be a sneaky start for sure. Um, it could flop on you quick though <laughs> yeah hey you know that could be a very good dfs uh start because like um i say gino as like a 53 percent rostered but um on those dfs sites they they adjust it based on where they're ranking and gino is not cheap anymore whereas daniel jones could be a pretty cheap little start for uh dfs there 
That's a good point. That's a good point. Always thinking, Armin. Hey, you let you <laughs> saw a big one the DFS this year, hey? I try and do one every Sunday and then one for the Monday night and one for the Thursday night or so. I I keep it fresh. Yeah, <laughs> keeps keeps you engaged, eh? Yeah. yeah, especially now that I'm knocked out of playoffs. I got to have some sort of fantasy going on. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing the uh, playoff primer ones when we do, like, the NFL playoff like we did last year's DFS. That was a lot of fun. And we'll yeah. have to make sure we do those again. For sure. Um, Speaking going... of being knocked out of playoffs, Jordan, yeah. this is off topic, off our, our stuff here. But I think I noticed a discrepancy in the score of Travis Kelsey on Sleeper. He was given 21.5 points. He had 10 catches for 105 yards. That doesn't add up. I wonder if you had like a rush attempt maybe or something. Well, I went on to Yahoo to double check. And on Yahoo, he has 20.5. Oh. And I was playing the the Kelsey owner in that uh, that matchup that uh, I'm waiting for a stat correction. How, so, how long can you hold your breath for, Armin? I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out here. <laughs> Like I said, you guys, we feel the burns just the same as you guys do. If there's a will, there's a way, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. That's outstanding. Um, well, you, I'll share Zach's, then you want to go next there, Armin? Yeah, for sure. So Zach wants to start J.K. Dobbins. And if you've been a J.K. Dobbins owner, it has been a roller coaster. It hasn't been fun. It hasn't been great. Um, and And really, like – in most aspects, he's probably a wasted draft pick. You drafted him and he was not like you obviously had to wait because of the injury. Then he got re-injured and then it was a committee and then he got injured again. And it's just, it's been unfortunate, but now JK Dobbins is stepping in and he's uh, against the Steelers. He had 18 points against the Browns. He had 13.3 points. And now in a nice little plus matchup against the Falcons, Zach wants to take that. And uh, JK Dobbins is going to step in there and hopefully um, kind of start going back to the J.K. Dobbins that we are familiar with and, and and bolster you through the semifinals. I know he was dropped in a couple of leagues, uh, depending on whether you could have him on the IR, et cetera. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins hopefully uh, steps up and has a huge week for you in the semifinals. Um, Armand, you want to share yours? Yeah. Hey, we talked a lot about this guy tonight already, but and I already told you guys my start of the week is Jarek McKinnon. Um, it's Seattle um they're not great against the run we saw what uh josh jacobs did against them and then just defensively they're not that that great like they've they've had some big plays they've had some opportune plays um but uh but they they let big plays happen as well they give up the big play and mckinnon is probably the most explosive um player on that uh, kansas city offense right now um kelsey and juju they get get yardage they get targets but Nobody can open the field up like McKinnon on that offense. And um, Seattle being susceptible to those big plays, this is a nice prime start for him again. And, I mean, he got you into the playoffs. He got you through the first round. Why not let him get you into the finals, baby? Yeah. Oh, man. If it happens, I erupt. Like, absolutely. (laughs) Like, come unglued. This is going to be awesome. Erupt. Because – uh, I'll be honest, the matchup we've got right now in the playoffs is not good. <laughs> Team we're playing is very, very good. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, my start of the week is a deep dive. And honestly, it's a bit of a sneaky one because the chances of this player actually being on waiver wires is kind of high. And I think he is destined to have a big week. I'm putting him in a couple of my starting lineups. 
And I actually just tried to pick him up off the waiver wire, one of my dynasty leagues too, because he was available. So um, it's Richie James. And for those of you that don't know who Richie James is, he is a wide receiver for the New York Giants. And they're playing Minnesota. We talked about the sneaky matchup a little bit. Uh, Minnesota averages 24.7 fantasy points to the wide receivers. That's the third highest in the NFL. Uh, averaging per game 15 receptions for 200 yards and an average of about a touchdown a game. Like that's pretty high. Uh, granted, the New York Giants aren't a team that air the ball that much, but everybody knows that. They're going to try and take away Saquon Barkley. Uh, you could see Daniel Jones running a little bit as well too. Uh, and they're susceptible to big plays. And Richie James has been having, you know, not a bad little stretch here. Um, I'm going to look at here the last couple of weeks for Darius Slayton, because that's another name that I was kind of curious about. But he's on a bit of a downcline, uh, 17 points, 11 points, then 7, 12, 5, and then 2. Uh, so he's been on a, a little bit of a decline. And while Richie James is starting to progress into a, a decent start, Throughout the start of the year, it was you know, two, two, one, six, um, a zero. Um, now, start from week 11, he had 12.3, 12.6, and a three, then 15.6, and then six this past week. Um, I think he's going to be a sneaky play. I almost can just about guarantee he's going to get a touchdown. And I think he is, uh, I think he is going to have a lot of upside. And if you are a team that has injuries or you are a just you somehow scraped in and you're just trying to figure out who you can plug into your lineup to get you some big points. I think there's a lot of upside there. It, it is a risky one. I will be completely honest with you. There's a lot of risk there, but the statistics push in that direction. And, uh, and I'm hoping for a lot of upside there. So that's where I'm going in a deep dive, a really, really sketchy, hopefully great performance from Richie James. <laughs> Transitioning now. To the tougher decisions, the guys you want to leave on your bench. And uh, well, maybe we'll start with you, Armin. All right. I'm going uh, Ezekiel Elliott against uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he has been doing pretty good as of late, and that running game in Dallas has been looking good. But Philly is a tough team. It's a tough matchup for Dallas. Um, and I just don't think uh, Zeke's going to be the guy in this game from Dallas to get the points. I think it's either going to come in the passing game or it's going to be Tony Pollard. Um, I think Philly's just, they're going to have too much, uh, too much stopping power for, for Zeke to, to really put up a good game against. Yeah, that's going to be, and, and I think a lot of that's going to, the way that game kind of plays out is going to be, you know, Jalen Hurts. That's, that's what we talked about that a lot to this pod. Uh, it's going to be come down to who's playing. And then I think that's going to, ship the direction of the game script but um zach sit is jacoby myers and you put in brackets not because of the brain chart that uh, we've already previously talked about but the fact that he's still recovering from the injury and has his his stat line has been decreasing and not great since the uh, since the injury so that's not a guy that you can trust to put in your lineup right now especially in the the biggest matchup of, of the fantasy season at this point and then my last one is I'm going to sit Mark Marcus Hollywood Brown versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Hollywood Brown was injured for most of a lot, or at least a lot of the fantasy season. But since he's come back, I know he's been with, uh, you know, a hodgepodge of quarterbacks. But his last three fantasy starts, six receptions for 46 yards, which was his best performance. Uh, and then four for 34. And then last week was four for 19. 
So not a guy that you can really trust in the fantasy um, fantasy playoffs, especially against Tampa Bay, which you've seen what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks. Uh, they shut down Joe Burrow for the first half, and then because they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly and kept turning the ball over, um, Cincinnati was able to get the ball moving. But Arizona's on their third string, possibly their fourth string quarterback this week. And I know Hollywood Brown is a big name, but coming off the injury, and with just the you know roller coaster of what's happening in that offense, and they have nothing to play for, they've officially been eliminated. I just don't see the upside playing Marquez Brown, so I will be sitting him and hopefully looking at you know like a guy, Richie James, a guy that I probably would never draft, but a guy that in the right matchup I think has a lot of upside. I agree. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Anything else there, Herman? No, I I agree. Marquez Brown is a is a solid sit there. That's definitely one worth doing. Okay, transitioning to our last segment of the podcast, going into Wellesley's Wagers. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money. All right, so like I said, Wellesley is still recovering from uh, his surgery there, so I'm going to have to get a little bit of clarity on this one. He has it down as the same game parlay. Um, I think that's just because it's easier to send me the picks that way. He actually might be putting down a parlay. So when I put this out on social media, I might have to let you know exactly what uh, what his play is here. But uh, the Thursday nighter is Jacksonville versus the Jets. Uh, so he has that. It's going to be over three and a half field goals in the match for the both teams combined, uh, which is kind of an interesting take. Uh, he has a, a Zay Jones anytime touchdown. And then he also has the match result to be the Jacksonville Jaguars win. So if that is the parlay that you're going to take, that's at plus 1100. So it'd be a nice little pay you day. If you, uh, if you hit that one, uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, if you're going to take each individually, but uh, they will be on social media. I'll get a little bit of clarification on those um, transitioning into the Sunday. Uh, he had a great Sunday. Uh, he went two for one and the one he lost on, on the last second attempt. And they were all three underdogs, which was a nice little payday for him. Uh, he has the Detroit Lions uh, minus 145 against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Detroit needs to continue to win here to make their playoff chances a reality. And he uh, he thinks they're going to continue down that trend against a Carolina defense that or a Carolina team, sorry, that is in a similar situation. They need to win and continue on uh, to try and be in the playoffs. And then he also took Cincinnati Bengals uh, versus the New England Patriots at minus 180, taking Cincinnati money line in that one. And then the odds aren't officially out for this one yet, but he is going to be taking Derrick Henry multiple TD when the odds come out. So uh, usually, you know, if the anytime TD is X, then if you're taking multiple, they they take that and they double it or whatever. It'd be something along those lines. So he is taking Derrick Henry, much the same as like I talked about the 22 fresh quick question of the week. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big week. And obviously so does Lucas as he's going to be taking the, uh, the multiple touchdowns for Derrick Henry. So, He's having a great season so far. He is above 500, which means, especially with some of these plus money lines he's been taking, uh, you're probably up if you've been following along on his bets this year. So continuing on that way, and hopefully uh, hopefully he's going to be uh, winning some money again here in Week 16. And like Armin said, if you're out, it's a lot of fun by doing the DFS or, or you know, some a little bit of sports investing here. It's a lot of fun to keep you invested in, in, the, in the football, especially this week. We got a ton of Saturday games and we haven't mentioned that yet. It's a ton of Saturdays and only a few Sundays just because of the way Christmas lands on. So making sure you obviously set your lineups ahead of you ahead of schedule than, than you usually would. But 
anything you want to add here, Herman, before we wrap up uh, episode number 73? No, hey, everyone, good luck in your uh, semifinal games. I wish I was there with you, and uh, I hope you guys uh, win your leagues. It's uh, it's an exciting experience. I I always love to – I got that mug from uh, the St. Mary League, and I make sure to always walk around the school holding that mug and <laughs> showing it off a little bit. Absolutely loud and proud, eh? Yeah. Um, I got two things. The first one is just about the charity league. So – um obviously our team we i talked about it earlier we had a big w we played against the jonathan taylor manager which is, is unfortunate for for him but we had a player step up in a big way we had actually we had a great week we were the number we were the number three point getter on the week which is uh which is a great performance uh then we have the mason hawks the number one team in the league i had a bit of an early scare in the one versus eight matchup but did pull that out with a huge week then we had Tim Stewart pull out his matchup. Uh, he had a huge week, the number one point getter on the week. And uh, he is going to be taking on Zach Hayes, who pulled out a Monday miracle against the former champion of the Charity League. So <laughs> we have the Tim Stewart versus the Zach Hayes matchup. And then your own 306 Fantasy Football podcast will be taking on Mason Hawks. Uh, so a chance at the uh, the Charity League finale. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. We'll get some stuff on social media coming out and obviously we'll keep you in the loop on how all that works out too. But uh, before we wrap up here, I just want to mention one thing, Merry Christmas to everybody and hope you have a great Christmas break. Hopefully you enjoy some time with family and friends, uh, but lots of times, you know, coming around for Christmas, lots of Christmas parties, lots of celebrations, eggnog and rums or whatever it may be that uh, you enjoy with your family and friends, make sure that you're getting home safely. Uh, you're getting a safe ride home. Uh, it's never easy to lose a loved one, but I couldn't imagine losing a loved one around the Christmas time where you're supposed to be celebrating time with family and friends into something as, uh, you know, at, at like like drinking and driving. So if you're out there celebrating, celebrate with good cause, especially as we come down the stretch of the fantasy season, you might be celebrating Christmas break, you might be celebrating whatever it is, make sure you're getting home safely. So uh, with that, on behalf of myself and Armin, who are here today for episode number 73, and behalf, on behalf of Zach and Lucas, who could not be with us today, thank you very much for listening. Good luck, everybody. Take care, and uh, let's talk soon.